Hey, what's up? It's Mai Ying from Mix in the Dark. It is a new year and you might be thinking of starting up your own podcast. I decided to record bonus episodes for those who want to learn more. I also received a lot of messages to make an episode on how to start a podcast, which is why I'm doing these episodes. So I have split up this session into two different parts. Part one is for folks who want to develop a podcast but don't know where to begin. In this part, I will be talking about how to get started, what equipment you might need, and things you need to think about as you design your podcast. Part two is for people who have already started their podcast and are trying to figure out how to grow. In this part, I will cover things like analyzing your stats, how to know if you're doing okay, monetizing your channel, and how to get genuine subscribers. I linked some tools in this video so that you can be successful. Some of those things include a basic checklist of things to consider, links to possible podcasting stations, and then links to tools that you may need to start. I also plan to add timestamps to the comment section of this episode so that you can skip to what you need to learn more about or re-listen to parts that you missed. Before I get started, I feel it is important for you to understand why I decided to start up my own podcast. And honestly, before starting my podcast, I did not know anything about podcasting. All I knew was that I really enjoyed scary stories. So one summer, my husband and I took a trip to California from Minnesota, and we wanted to do lots of stops and sightseeing. And it took us a good three days to get there and back, right? Because we were road tripping. So on the trip, when it was my turn to drive, all I did was listen to true scary stories. I felt that the thrill of it kept me awake, alert, and driving. And I'm pretty sure I exhausted all the scary stories I could find, so my husband and I ended up talking about our scary experiences and discussing the cultural meanings, and then it came to us talking about interpretations to these experiences. And that was when I realized how much I enjoyed these scary story conversations and how natural it was for me to tell these stories and how much I actually knew culturally about these experiences. And then I began to think about how much of the Hmong culture we are already losing just because we're modernizing. It's okay to modernize, in my opinion, but because that's happening, our kids don't speak nor understand the Hmong language anymore, and then most of our younger families also do not follow traditions anymore, um, and then most of us certainly do not practice shamanism anymore as well. I myself don't speak much Hmong at home anymore. I don't follow all traditions anymore. I also don't practice shamanism rituals with my family anymore unless my parents do it. That doesn't mean I don't respect it. I respect it a lot, um, which is why I am uh, continuing to learn more about it. And I only know a lot about all of these spiritual things because that's how I grew up. And as you become your own person, this is also known as adulting, you have to also make decisions for yourself and you began to uh, prioritize differently. I always found the paranormal to be interesting, which is why I remember Hmong spiritual readings, superstitions, and rituals so well. I know that the younger generation is also very interested in this, but there is no way for them to learn because of the language barrier. So the purpose for Mix Nadar came to be because I wanted to use storytelling as a way to educate cultural contexts in a universal language so that others can also learn. 
I didn't know where to start. I knew lots about recording and video editing because I grew up messing around with that type of equipment. But I wouldn't call myself an expert since I never took any formal lessons. So I just started with what I knew. I watched lots of YouTube tutorial videos, took many nights to research on how to start podcasting, and I asked for lots of help through my journey. This is why I don't mind sharing what I know to others so that they don't have to go do all that research on their own. Essentially, I'm just sharing with you what I have learned through my personal experiences with podcasting. So here it is. I am giving you six steps to creating a podcast series. Step one, why? Ask yourself why you are starting a podcast. What is your purpose? Identify your goals, pick a theme or a topic, and then stick to it. The second part to this step is asking yourself if you are going to commit and if you have time to commit. It shows if you're someone who has a lot of knowledge in your podcast themes and topics and if you have a purpose for starting a podcast. On the flip side, it also shows if you're just someone who is starting a podcast because it is a current trend. It takes me about five to seven hours to release just one episode because I am super type A about all of this and I take time to put stories together. I edit the stories, rearrange parts within the story, record, mix, master, and then I create a video for YouTube. I make time for my podcast because I truly enjoy reading scary stories and I think it shows, otherwise people wouldn't listen to me. Every podcaster does things a little differently, so only use what I say as a reference. Step two, name your podcast. Your podcast name is very important. You want a unique name that will carry the identity of your podcast, but you also want a name that is easy for people to find and remember. So choose a podcast name with searchable keywords. For example, my full podcast name is Mix in the Dark true scary stories. Mix is easy to say and it represents the host. This is something that people would probably not search or even remember, right? Which is why it was really important for me to have the true scary stories part in the title. It is what people tend to search for when they are looking for scary story podcasts, whether it be on a podcast station or YouTube. There's a good chance that Mix in the Dark will pop up when people search scary story podcasts, even without knowing that I exist. There's also a good chance that it will appear on people's recommended channels just because those are the keywords that they often search for. Something else to think about is that when you are choosing using your podcast name, so like your name that you want people to call you, you have to think about if you want to use an alias or if you're okay with people calling you by your real name. When I made Mix in the Dark, I knew I wanted to keep my face away from the public, but it was okay for me to use my first name. If you're wrong, you would have probably figured out my full name by now, but when you try to look me up, you might be thinking, which one are you, right? Since it's such a generic name. And some of my Facebook friends and family members still do not know that I am the voice of Mix in the Dark. Surprisingly, people who listen to my podcast call me Mix, which I'm really, I'm okay with. It's funny because no one in my personal life actually calls me Mix. So when someone calls me Mix, I know that they listen to my podcast. Step three, plan your podcast format. 
So think about, are you hosting alone or are you going to have a co-host? Are you going to script everything out or have a theme and let the conversation run? The top five different types of podcast formats include interview podcasts, scripted nonfiction, news recap, educational podcasts, and scripted fiction. I would consider Mix in the Dark a scripted nonfiction and educational podcast. Keep those formats in mind because those are also the podcasts that people tend to search for the most. Think about the contents of your podcast. What is the layout of your podcast? Will you have an intro, an outro? So think about how long your podcast will be and how often you will be releasing your podcast episodes and then stick to it. Mix in the Dark releases episodes once a week with episodes ranging from 10 to 20 minutes. I will let you know that people tend to listen to longer episodes. Also, longer episodes will help you with monetizing in the long run. People also tend to listen to you more if you are constantly releasing content on a similar day. I will explain that more in part two of how to start a podcast. Step four, invest in your recording equipment. Your podcast can be as simple as using the microphone on your headset and recording your episode right on your phone, or it can be as complicated as investing in a microphone and editing it on an editing software or mixing board, um, and then putting it on your laptop or computer before uploading it into your podcasting station. So I'm going to tell you right now that people tend to stick around or listen further to a podcast if it is recorded with quality. If your podcast is hard to hear or super staticky, you're going to have some trouble keeping your audience. This is my list of essential recording equipment to start a podcast. You will need a microphone, recording software, iPad, tablet, laptop, or computer. Let's talk about the microphone first. I would say don't go buy the most expensive microphone just yet. When you start something, you have this burning passion to do it and you want to do everything to make it the best. That's great, but let's keep in check. Slow down and we're going to be smart about this. If you are someone who is testing to see if podcasting is for you, I'd recommend buying a less expensive microphone to test the waters. You also have to consider the number of microphones depending on the number of hosts your podcast will have and consider its setup. Are you recording live or will you be releasing a pre-recorded episode? Your setup depends on all of this. I happen to know just a little bit about microphones because I used to do a lot of music. Um, basically, there are two types of microphones, a USB microphone and a uh, microphone needing an audio interface. The most basic way to explain this is that a microphone needing an audio interface requires extra equipment to connect your mic to your laptop or computer. A USB microphone basically has a built-in analog to digital converter already, so you don't need that extra piece of equipment. You basically just connect the microphone right to your laptop or computer. The thing that I do want to note is that a microphone needing an audio interface tends to have better quality than that of a USB mic. Um, you can Google and YouTube reviews on different types of microphones 
to see its advantages and disadvantages. I won't do that for you. Um, I will tell you what I have. I currently use the Blue Yeti USB condenser microphone. For a USB, I think it has pretty good sound quality. It is currently priced at about $100, depending on where you look. And I'm not gonna sit here and do a microphone review for you because there are people out there that actually does that and they're really good at it. So take some time to do your own research on um, the microphone that you would use. I do want to tell you that at some point I plan to switch to the Blue Bluebird condenser microphone. It is a microphone that will require an audio interface in order to connect to your laptop or computer. It is priced at about $300. I've used this mic before and I really love its quality and I'm mainly switching to this mic for that reason. This brings me to the second piece of recording equipment that is essential to building a podcast, a recording software. I'm not the best person to explain this, but I can say that having a recording software definitely makes your life so much easier when you record your episodes. You really only need a simple software that can record, cut, and add sounds. You also have to think about if your recording software is able to export in a mp3 file since most podcast platforms require this format for uploading. There are lots of free programs out there that does this. If you have equipment from Apple, GarageBand is a good free tool for podcasting. I believe Anchor also has this feature for their podcasting platform, but I'm um, not too familiar with it because I don't use Anchor. Um, for me, when I started Mix in the Dark, I knew I wanted something simple and straightforward that can still do many things. So I'm currently using Logic Pro recording software to edit my episodes. The last piece of equipment is having some sort of space to save your work. You can be simple and use your phone. Some people have an iPad, tablet, laptop, or computer to do their work on. I use an Apple laptop to do my work. I plan to buy an additional drive to save my work. My scripts and stories are saved onto Google Drive so that I can access them anywhere I want. Um, and then I have an email specific to my podcast station, which is something you should consider to keep your personal and podcast life separate. Step five, create your artwork and music. Really think about this one. Your podcast artwork is parts of your branding, so you gotta be consistent when designing for all your social media. You want artwork that represents your podcast and stands out. Here are some really overused images that you might wanna rethink, okay? So headsets, microphones, TVs, cassette tapes, those types of things, don't use those because they are so overused. I see them all the time. Be creative, do something else. <laughs> Design for a variety of things and know where you are promoting your work. I knew I was going to use my artwork on podcasting platforms, YouTube, and Facebook. So I designed artwork that would fit my podcast platform title photo, YouTube cover photo and profile photo, and then the Facebook cover photo and uh, profile photo. I also designed flyers that I knew I would be using to promote Mix in the Dark. I made sure that my designs were simple and easy to read. If you look at Mix in the Dark designs, it always has my symbol, which is the light bulb, along with the podcast name and where you can find me. 
You can think about whether or not you want a theme song for your podcast. I knew I wanted something short as an intro for Mix in the Dark, so I created something simple. You can find royalty-free music online or make your own. Just know that if you do choose a royalty-free song, you have to be okay with others who may have that same exact song. Step 6. Choose your podcast hosting platform. There are some terminology here that I want to make sure we are on the same page about. When I say podcast hosting platform, I am talking about platforms like Podbean, Anchor, Simplecast, and Buzzsprout. They distribute your podcast to digital services like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, etc. Think about features that are important to you and your podcast and really research those hosting platform to see if it's what you're looking for. It was very important for me to be able to get onto Spotify and Apple Podcast because that's where I know people tend to get their podcasts from. This is where podcast hosting platform comes into play. Not all of them will distribute your podcast to digital services like Spotify or Apple Podcasts. So make sure you really do your research. It was also important for me to be able to see statistics of my podcast and see how I am doing. At the beginning of it all, I debated between Anchor and Buzzsprout. There's a lot of buzz about Anchor, but I chose to host on Buzzsprout. And my reason for choosing Buzzsprout over Anchor is because of the quality of sound when it's released based on the formats that um, the episodes are released in through Buzzsprout or through Anchor. Um, I hope that made sense. <laughs> and because I put music and sound effects in my episode, Buzzsprout was the better option for me just because they have that uh, better sound quality when released. So if you're hosting a talk show where it is mainly just talking, I could see using Anchor just fine. Anchor has options to record and to edit your episodes. If you haven't figured it out, I am quite picky on my sound, so I would much rather fix my own sound on a recording software and then upload it onto a podcasting platform. Another reason is Buzzsprout shows more statistics overall. I want to know where my listeners are listening. For example, how many downloads on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. I also want to know who is listening and from where. Anchor shows you the number of downloads you have, but it limits you on those specifics. I recommend you do your own research to see what is a good fit for you, then choose a date to start your release. You can choose to market yourself before your release date or use your released episodes to market yourself. Experts have recommended doing maybe five episodes before you start to market yourself and tell about your podcast. And the reason for that is... Um, is so that people can go and take a listen to what you've done so far. And while they are doing that, you are also already working on the next few episodes for them to listen to. And there you have it, making a podcast in six steps. Please do let me know if you have any questions about anything that I mentioned in this episode. As always, I will try my best to answer. If I do not have an answer, then we can learn together. And as always, thank you so much for listening this far. Good luck and happy creating. Thank you for listening to Mix in the Dark. I am your host, Mai Ying. Mix in the Dark is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast series. If you have a story that you would like to share, please send it to mixinthedark at gmail.com. If there's a story that you really enjoyed, feel free to hit up my tip jar on Venmo. Just search Mix in the Dark on the business tab. 